0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Shakti Power Show. I'm super excited you're here for the episode. Today. we're going to talk about flow, intuition, and channeling. So last weekend, I went to Los Angeles and I was there for the twenty beautiful women VIP Luncheon and uh, launch event. My friend Saba Tekel she lives out in Los Angeles and she's a publisher, so she had an event where all the authors from the different volumes of her co-authored series came out and we celebrated the different volumes, 20 Beautiful Women, Volume One, 20 Beautiful Women, Volume Two, 20 Beautiful Women, Africa edition, 20 Beautiful Women, Volume Three, which I was in. And so imagine there were 50 women just so alive, just so dedicated to their vision and their purpose. And one after another, they went up to the podium and they spoke their truth. They spoke about their healing stories, awakening stories, and transformational stories. And my heart just opened. My heart, the energy in there was just so potent and powerful. And after we left, you know, we we had bonded throughout the whole weekend and we had made such great connections and friendships. And after we left, that energy kept going. So people were posting photos on Facebook and sending private messages to one another, calling one another. And I thought about what happened. My heart energy was still open. And I thought about whenever people come together and gather in these kinds of conferences or festivals or seminars, we create a group energy, a vortex. And we're connecting to each other's information, we're connecting to each other's intuition, we're connecting to each other's chakra energy. And this is why you want people who have tremendous like-minded energy, or powerful energy, because when loving powerful energy amplifies, oh my gosh, it's just, it opens your heart, it opens your mind, it opens anyone who's standing in the presence of that energy. So that really inspired me to talk about flow, intuition, and channeling today. So I want to break those areas down. And I also received a question from one of our listeners, and she asked, how can we access our intuitive power, even if we find ourselves in an old pattern of stress response? And stress response meaning when the body and receptivity shuts down. So I'm going to get to that question later as well. But first, I want to talk about flow. I just came out of a um, mentorship school, an amazing personal growth school called Me School, run by Summer McStravick. And she is a flow dreaming expert. She knows all about flow and intuition and manifesting. And she's been my mentor for the last year. And her definition of flow is something I like a lot. And I'd love to share that with you. She says that flow is like a net or an ocean of energy that runs over, under, around, and through everything in our universe. Flow is an energy of information, a giant collection of data about everything that is, was, or potentially may be. And this net of energy, or information, has its own kind of internal way of being, awareness. So imagine this ocean of knowledge, wisdom, information, um, chakra energy, imprints, thoughts, it's just all that stuff is swimming. And imagine if every single thing in our universe had an inner understanding of what it was or an awareness of its internal structure or its own consciousness on some very deep cellular level. And then all this consciousness put together All this collected information or awareness is what everything is actually made of. It's a blueprint, flow. And the physical things in life, like apples, TVs, thoughts, the wind, these are just expressions of this pure awareness that takes a physical form. So the way that we affect this energy, flow energy, is with our minds. And there's a quantum theory today of interconnectedness that tells us that when someone thinks about something, they actually affect what it is that they're thinking about or observing. So you hear a lot about, you know, powerful thoughts and mindset programming and change your thoughts. And so flow is all about thinking and feeling abundant, knowing that when we feel abundant, we're always supplied with everything we need, like the ocean. And flow is that balance. Flow is that beautiful, energetic, cosmic force that helps us overcome any fears of lack and scarcity. And flow energy, once we're aligned with that kind of energy, flow energy is is abundant energy, right? So it thinks that We have everything that we need, we are getting everything that we deserve, we feel full in life, and it gives us more and more of that. Anything that's not in alignment with that will come up for us so we can heal that. So anytime we're feeling worried about the future, we're not feeling worthy, we don't feel that we're getting an infinite supply and plentitude of our rich universe, that's when flow comes in. Flow energy flow mindset, flow thinking, comes in and it aligns us with abundance, with infinite supply, and with plentitude. And uh, there is a beautiful ancient goddess that I want to share with you who embodies flow energy and that kind of abundance. She's very much that loving water energy, that mermaid energy. And this is um, the goddess Atargatis. She was the mermaid great mother goddess of Syria, Um, ancient Syria, by the way, like 5,000, 7,000, 8,000 years old Syria. And Atargatis was called upon to provide abundant crops. And she was the very essence of moisture and water that the plants depended upon for their life and fertility. Her worship had spread to Greece and Rome and um, doves and fish were sacred to her, doves as an emblem of the love goddess and fish as symbolic of the fertility and life of the waters. So Athargatis can be invoked for assistance with issues of security, abundance, fertility, and relationships. She says that if you develop a strong connection with her, she would be willing to aid you with whatever you need. And the worship of Atargatis spread to other parts of the Mediterranean. The Greeks called her Derketo and considered her the chief goddess of the Syrians. She even had a temple in ancient Ephesus in Turkey, present-day Turkey, where the priestesses were so numerous, supposedly they gave rise to the Amazon legends. So. Here we find the ancient symbol of abundance in the form of a mother goddess, an ancient mermaid mother goddess. What does that mean? It means that flow energy is mother energy. It's abundant energy. It's life-giving energy. It's nurturing energy. So when we tap into this energy, this watery, fluid, silk-like information flow, you know, we're tapping into abundance. And that's really what I want you to walk away with today is abundance is love. And all the information associated with abundance and love is expansive. It wants you to go bigger. It wants you to go brighter. It wants you to shine your light and it wants you to receive everything that you're in your your heart, all your heart's desires. So when we Tapping to our intuition, our intuition can help heal us and align us back into our flow. And when we start channeling this wisdom and this information, we start bringing that information through our minds, through a channel that's pure. And so flow, intuition, and channeling are all different ways of communicating with source energy. It's all different ways of communicating with God, goddess energy the universe, whatever you want to call it. So take that in for a second. I know that's a lot. However, you feel it every day. You feel it in your synchronicities. You feel it when you get that promotion. You feel it when you're on top of the moon. You feel it when you're in a great relationship and things are just expanding and bright. You feel it when you're progressing at work and you're just doing one great thing after another. That's all flow energy, expanding you, deepening you, rewarding you, loving you back because you're feeling good about yourself and you're doing things for yourself that feel abundant, that make you feel empowered, that make you feel worthy of an infinite supply. And so it's an energy that we're going to talk about a lot on the Shakti Power Show because when you're in your power, when you know, that you have power, and when you step into your power, you're stepping up to the universal plate of abundance because love and power exist together. The sacred feminine does not make you choose between love and power. That was the old masculine paradigm. The old masculine paradigm said you can have love or power. So that's when we played small. That's when we played safe. We didn't want the power. We wanted to feel loved. We wanted to feel held and cherished that our moms would come and hold us when we were crying and when we were in pain and when we needed food. But that's all survival. Most of us are past the survival stage and so we need to go into actualization where we're really stepping up to this expansive flow energy and receiving all that this beautiful mothering abundant energy has to give us. So the sacred feminine says you can have both, love and power. Now I want to answer that beautiful question that came through from one of our listeners. She asked, how can we access our intuitive power even if we find ourselves in an old pattern of stress response? And that means when can we access this intuitive power when our bodies are shut down and when our receptivity is shut down? Great question. Fantastic question. So this sets us up for, you know, intuition and the role of the priestess. When we can't access our intuitive power because we're shut down, it usually means we're out of alignment or wounds are coming up for healing. We're in deep resistance. There's some kind of blockage in our life force that's not moving. And that life force is coming up, up. It's it's like a ceiling. It's hitting the ceiling. But something is blocking that life force. And so this is when we go into deep inner healing and problem solving. How? How do we do that? We go deep into our intuition. And so the role, the archetype that can best go deep into her intuition is the priestess. And the role of the ancient priestess was to inspire her community, educate the realm of the sacred arts, provide healing. And often she became a high priestess and trained younger girls in magic, healing, science, martial arts, dance, sacred sex and medicine. She was very well educated. So her skill of using intuition depended on her ability to take multiple systems of knowledge and make sense of them. It also depended on her ability to use her intuition. And so the intuitive journey is actually a journey into self-esteem. I'm sure all of you, or many of you, excuse me, have been women of ancient power lifetimes ago. A lot of our listeners who've tuned in have said they have memories of being ancient priestesses, shamans, oracles, seers, witches, healers, and medicine women. And you paid a great price for owning such power and intuition. You may have had memories of being abandoned or outcast from society because you were too powerful. And in this great time of awakening, you no longer have to be afraid. You are loved and supported to come into your full power. So when you do shut down to your intuition, it means that you need to get back into alignment And part of you, you know, is is needing to be regenerated and resurrected. You're learning about yourself and you're mastering yourself. And um, there's a part of you that needs a release through deep healing and it needs to journey through its subconscious. There's a part of you that needs to go into its shadows or even express more life force and sexuality. and This is when you have to do some either journaling or dance um, because you have to move energy. Basically, there's buried energy inside of you and you've got to move it. And the different ways of moving it are through the techniques of pranayam, where you breathe it so consistently and with a, a certain force and pressure that you're moving that energy through you. You can do that with kundalini shaking and dancing and literally shake that energy out of you. You can do it through journaling and just crying and spilling out everything, all the anger that you're holding inside and getting that out of you. Um, And some of those places where we're angry and sad and that we're holding deep down inside of us are um, from memories of abandonment. And feeling helpless and feeling powerless. So when that energy wants to be known and it's literally telling our bodies and tapping into our bodies, our bodies remember that memory, that incident, that trauma, and our body literally shuts down. And when the body shuts down, when it starts constricting and, you know, concaving your breath starts to do the same. So the best thing to do to get open again when you're having this kind of stress response is to open up and be even more receptive and go deeper into your flow. So this is when you stop what you're doing, you stop everything. Because if you don't stop what you're doing, Bad things are con- consistently happen. This happens to me a few times when I wake up in the morning, I stub my toe, you know the Uber doesn't come, I have to cancel three times, I get to work late, I lose my badge, I, <laughs> and it just continues like that. So that's when you just stop. You just stop the pattern, you unplug, and you go deep inside. You literally what I do is I block out three hours when I get home or over the weekend. Over the weekend, I'll block out six hours, and um, I put candles everywhere, and I take a nice long cleansing shower, and I go onto my bed, and I'll do some yin yoga, where I'm opening my heart, and I'm opening my hips, and I'm opening my throat, and I'm opening my muscles. I try to either turn on the heat or wear warm clothing, and I rub myself down, so here we're generating heat, we're generating openness, we're generating expansion. And then I do a lot of yin, restorative poses. So one pose I do is the goddess pose, where you're laying down on your back and your um, your legs are folded into lotus pose, lotus position, but your feet are meeting one another. And then your arms are up above your head, also laying, relaxing. And so you're you're in complete surrender. You're in complete vulnerability. And in this pose, you imagine that you're just lying on the earth and your heart chakra is aligned with her heart chakra and she is supporting you and loving you. She is cherishing you and holding you like a child and it's okay for you to be vulnerable. It's okay for you to open. It's okay for you to be in this feminine, soft power. No one is going to hurt you. No one is going to abandon you. No one is going to humiliate you. No one is going to make you feel unsafe because you are safe. And that's the feeling you need to connect to, that feeling of safety and surrender. And then you'll slowly see your stress response melting away. And I would really encourage you to do this for two weeks because in two weeks, your body will start to open to this yin energy. And if after doing yin yoga for two weeks, you'll start to be more flexible even. And you can Google or go to YouTube yin yoga stretch or bedtime yin yoga, and you'll get tons of videos that put you in this sweet, soft, surrendering, um, juicy place where the feminine just supports you and loves you. And I want to talk about one more goddess before we end our episode, and she is Tanit. Tanit is an ancient goddess as well. Um, she came from Phoenicia. She, people say, she is also from North Africa, from you know, ten thousand years ago. And these ancient Bronze Age goddesses, you know, they they were really a part of that ancient Mediterranean civilization, the cradle of civilization, when the goddess ruled. You know, Greece was Greece hadn't even been born. This was the time of. The, you know, the Minoans and the Mycenaeans and Crete and Carthage and Phoenicia. So Tanet is a beautiful ancient goddess during, of this time, and her esoteric attributes are those of regeneration, resurrection, healing, and sexual freedom. Her arms are raised to the sky, and that's a symbol of connecting with cosmic energies and feeling freedom. And when you work with Tanit, you can channel the universe's energies into your body and feel the life force and power of her energy. She helps you with regeneration, resurrection, and intuition. And you can totally channel her. um, Just to give you a quick um, introduction into channeling, it's when you open your channel to higher realms you'll be able to create an evolutionary leap for you because channeling is a powerful means of spiritual unfoldment and and conscious transformation. As a channel, you can build a bridge to higher realms so you can connect with a a force like Tanit in a loving, caring, and purposeful way. You can connect to that higher consciousness that has been called a universal mind, great spirit, the goddess, whatever you're um, comfortable with. When you channel, you achieve an expanded state of consciousness called trance. Some people need to go into meditation and mindfulness for a while before they can get to this. Other people are just natural. To achieve the channeling trance space, you'll need to learn how to concentrate, get your own thoughts out of the way, and become receptive to higher guidance. In this receptive state, you become the vessel for bringing through the higher energies, which you can use for higher good. So guides will assist you in developing your natural gift to connect with your higher realms. And your guide is a friend who has always been there to love, encourage, and support you. Your guide will help you discover your inner knowingness, this vast ocean of wisdom and flow and information that's swimming through you. And channeling is really that doorway into more love and that abundance and those higher realms. So channeling is a connection that will stimulate you. It'll strengthen you. It'll support you. You can communicate better and you can be a wiser decision maker. And a few things that you can use channeling for, um, you know, besides channeling to obtain higher guidance and personal wisdom, you can use channeling for creative endeavors, such as writing plays, music, or lyrics, for sculpting, painting, ceramics, for all kinds. You know, they say that Mozart and Handel and all these great classical musicians channeled that angelic music that just flowed from the heavens into their minds and onto their song sheets. And they had guides with them. You know, they they were tapping into that because they were in their intuition, they were in their creativity. And what they expressed that intuition with is music. And some people's guides assist them in teaching therapy, healing, body work, and counseling. Other people's guides are poetic. Some are inspirational and some are instructive. Each guide and each connection is special and unique. So some of you writing books, you find it very easy to write because it, it almost gets written through you. There's a famous Hay House author named, they named Doreen Virtue, and she said that books are just kind of written through her because she prays and really like creates sacred space and channels the angels before she starts writing. So channeling can really help you connect to that steady source of inspiration and information in the vast universe, and your creativity will definitely get enhanced by channeling. So why not start a practice of channeling? You can start this by meditating for 20 minutes and asking for the divine to speak through you. You can write this down or speak it out loud into a voice recorder. When I when I started channeling, I recorded myself on my iPhone at first, and I, I thought I was imagining it all. But eventually, the same guides were coming to me and speaking through me. So when I first called upon a specific guide or goddess, their voice and message would change. And it took me a while to trust this process, but I did trust it. That's why I'm asking you to channel a and Tanit, and tell me, write to me. Let me know how that goes when you invoke them and you ask them for deeper healing and regeneration, resurrection, abundance and flow. I suggest you try channeling every day or every week to build momentum and consistency there's a wonderful book to learn channeling. It's called Opening to Channel, How to Connect with Your Guide by Sinaya Roman. You can get it on Amazon. And um, I want to leave you with some beautiful affirmations that will just deepen you into your flow and trusting your wisdom um, and just believing in yourself. So These affirmations are I am secure. I always have enough. All my needs are met. I give and receive equally. I am held in great love and support. There is more than enough for everyone. I trust in this energy. I am this energy. I am flow, I am love, I am intuition, I am wisdom, I am the sacred feminine in all her glory, I receive her love, I receive her abundance, and I receive her flow. Mm. Enjoy that lusciousness that deep, deep, deep connection with the sacred feminine. I encourage you all to tap into your intuition and channel. And um, I'm going to be doing a month of the goddesses in around April or May, and we're going to look at every goddess that I really love and I think that you'd have a great time connecting with, and I'll walk through their history, their esoteric attributes, the suggested mantra, affirmations, and a guided meditation. So I hope you are all looking forward to that just as much as I am. And um, that wraps up the episode, our show today. And I want to wish you all lots of Shakti love. I'm sending you big waves of Shakti love. And don't forget, shine your light, share your gifts, and dance into your power. Namaste. Thanks for listening to Shakti Power. If you like what you heard, please share the Shakti Power podcast with your friends and be sure to visit shaktipristess.com to claim your free goddess gift bundle.